Fierce Fan Media. They're just absolutely amazing. <laughs> How are they wonton tacos? Like, is it the shell that's a wonton yeah. shell? It's like a wonton, and then in the middle. I don't know. Really. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's wild. They're amazing, though. It's just what they're called, and they're really good. They're so good. I love yeah. them. The, like, mm-hmm. do you guys have happy hour there? Aaron? Yes. Well, I don't know. So Indiana doesn't have happy hour at, like, chain restaurants. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, California has happy hour. Okay, well, Sorry no, about your no, Christian no happy hour yeah. out here. Uh, okay, first of all, Florida does. I mean, we like to drink in Florida, so it's like all day. It's happy hours. All, all we day. have is communion out here. We don't have. We don't have happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> but like on the happy hour menu are the wonton tacos. So like at like eleven o'clock at night, you can get the happy hour menu and wonton tacos. They're so nice. Good. Oh, I don't go to Applebee's and Chili's or like, I don't go there anymore. Now I kind of want to for these tacos. I'll tell you right now, we go to Chili's because Gail gets a discount because the same company mm. that owns where she works owns Chili's. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. They yeah. have the best um, chips. Oh, yes. Tortilla so chips. They, has the best they also chips. have a fantastic boneless buffalo chicken salad. Yeah. That is good. so yeah. Fire! They put little. Oh, I so also good. really love the Southwest egg rolls, mm-hmm. and mm. and I I enjoy the uh, mushroom right the pepper jack mushroom fajitas. They're really good. A mushroom fajita. Well, they're like they're like the chicken, and then there's mushrooms, pepper jack, some bacon. You put that on a taco shell. Oh, a taco shell. You put that on your taco shell and you put some cheese on it. It's fucking delicious. I tell Kennedy all the time. I'm like, maybe it's because we were raised by a bunch of Hispanic people. But to me, everything tastes better in a fucking taco. Like, okay. I mean, a sandwich, tacos. Is, a sandwich is better in a wrap. Everything tastes better in a fucking taco. A good taco good evening, everybody welcome to the weekly <laughs> wind down oh man uh i am jackie d the literary lesbian you had to think about that i'm stacy the new age old school mom i'm erin the geeky gal i'm julie the not so looks lipstick lesbian Okay, tonight I am drinking tried and true favorite, the Menage a Trois Red Blend. Nothing exciting. I'm just drinking the Woodbridge Robert Mondavi. Oh my um, God, you're turning into my mother. I know. (laughs) Hard today with ice in the pool. (laughs) I'm drinking um, Tito's. (laughs) Here, hey, I'm not drinking anything actually, but I have a Red Bull here that I'm going to be working on, but I'm smoking. So welcome to the show. (laughs) We're having a good time. Okay. So the first thing we're going to do to get everyone warmed up is I'm going to ask some rapid fire questions. Now here are the rules. Don't explain. Just give, I'm looking at you, Zach. Just give. (laughs) It's so funny because I was like, can I, and you were like, don't explain. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) got it. Don't don't explain. You just give the first thing that comes to your head. Don't explain it. Just give your answer. Okay. Okay. All right. We're gonna start with Stacy. 
<laughs> is cereal soup? No. Julie, if animals could talk, which would be the rudest? Koalas. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> Does Me and fate... Aaron, you just smoke together. That's Does fate exist? Does what? Does fate exist? 100%. Okay. I feel like we should all have to answer every question, but fast. No, because yeah. it, then you have time to think about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Stacy, what do teeth taste like? Do all teeth Porcelain? taste the same? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wait, do all of my teeth? No, all teeth in general taste the same. Ew, no. No. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. good. Okay. Julie. Mm. Is war ever ethical? Oh. Quick. No, I, 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 no, actually, no. Okay. Ethical? No. Okay. Aaron, do you think Ooh. in pictures? Yes. Okay. Stacy, would you sacrifice yourself for the greater good? <laughs> Damn, these are tough. It's hard because I want to explain in certain situations. Yeah. Clearly, Jackson prompt us for these. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so if in certain situations I would, then I guess I'm gonna go with the answer. Stacy, yes. I am the greater good. <laughs> <laughs> no, Julie, bitch. does someone's name influence who they become? 100 percent Okay. Aaron, at what age are children at what age should children be held accountable for their actions? Ooh. 16. Okay. Mm. That's a good answer. We're doing good. <laughs> Stacy, would the oceans be deeper if sponges didn't live there? No. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's a mind bender. Good question. <laughs> Julie. How will the human species go extinct? What? How will the human species go extinct? They're going to kill themselves. Yeah. Aaron, what is consciousness? Ooh. That's deep. When you're fully aware of everything going around you. Okay. Stacy, do you think people existed before they were born? Whoa. Yes. Julie, do you think people existed before they were born? No. Okay. Aaron, yes. is there an order to nature or is everything chaos and chance? Chaos and chance. Totally. Okay. Stacy, which is scarier, alien life or universal loneliness? <gasps> loneliness. Alien life. <laughs> Julie, why do you drive on a parkway but park in a driveway? Because English is a fucked up language. Right? Life's mysteries. I don't know. <laughs> Do we have parkways here? No. All right, I'll give you a different one, Julie. Okay. Does free will actually exist? Oh, yeah. Yes. But well, no. No. <laughs> no, I don't actually. I think we're all influenced. And do I believe in fate? Yes. 
if you believe in faith, then free will doesn't really exist. That is fucked up. <laughs> Aaron. Yeah. If you could add one global law, what would it be? No Ooh. guns. No guns or no weapons? No weapons! I thought I couldn't explain, so I didn't want to... I'm just asking. No, I like it. I like no weapons. No weapons! Stacy, if you could reincarnate as anything, what would it be? Another human. Okay. Julie, what Eagle. does it mean to be a person? Okay. What does it mean to be a person? Yeah. Like if an uh, alien showed up and said living on earth. Okay. So trees. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be, put my two to be on all of them. To or be, not to be what do I think being a person? I think we are easily influenced. I the majority I think are weak-minded and financially influenced. Okay. Aaron. Can I just say, I feel like that's a good question for when you're arguing abortion. Yeah. I probably had the wrong answer, but it's uh, There is no wrong answers to any of it. Yeah, that's your thoughts. Aaron, is yeah. it ever okay to hurt someone? Yes. Not you. No, Mentally no. or physically, or it doesn't matter. Okay, it's never okay. Does it happen? Yeah. Stay it's okay sometimes. Is time a human-made construct? Mm. Well, are we talking about the clock or the sun rising and setting? Because that's kind of different. I love how Jackson's being so vague. I know that. It's too vague. So, I mean, no. It's not. Okay. The Earth orbits the, the, the right. Julie, so no. Okay. Would you, if you had the option to, you either had to remember every single detail of your life, every single moment, good and bad, or not at all, what would you pick? That's a really good one. That is a good one. I feel like that's so easy. That's like a book. I think I would choose to remember every single moment. Okay, Aaron, if someone walked up to you with a binder and in that binder, every single thing that anyone has ever said about you, good and bad, anything <laughs> anyone has ever said about you, and you could decide whether or not you read it, but the only caveat is if you started reading it, you couldn't stop, would you read it? Would I? Yes. Should I? No. Do you get to see who said it? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Context. Said it. No. Context is in there. Everything is in there. The situation they were in. Everything. But the the caveat is, if you start reading it, you cannot stop reading it. I so you one hundred percent would read it because I need that. I need it, which is bad. I don't want to. I, I'm not. I'm not explaining. Stacy, do you have an inner voice? Yes. <laughs> Julie, 
if you could go back now and make it so the internet never existed, would you? Yes. Okay. We're going to do one more round and then we're going to be done. These are Aaron, good questions. I really like these. Let's do two rounds. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, what hard truths do you prefer to ignore? I'm not trying to be stupid. Like, give me an example. Um, that like, what's a hard truth? Um, you're too nice. Or, or something like that. Like a hard truth would be no matter what we do at this point, we're going to kill the earth. It doesn't matter what mm. we do now. Mm. Oh, I would honestly, that would be a hard truth. I choose to ignore. I, I still want to try to, I still want to try to do as much as possible to save. Yeah. Cause maybe we can slow it down. Yeah. I would, I'd like to try to, to try to save the earth against all odds. Stacy, where does your self-worth come from? myself okay my standards i guess okay julie That's a good how many bad deeds does it take to make someone a bad person <laughs> one guess it depends on the deed yeah okay aaron yeah if our knees bent the other way, what would a chair look like? <laughs> it would look very uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. I'll give you a different one. Would you choose immortality if given the option? 100%. No, I take it back. <laughs> I just instantly remember at the end of the green mile when he was still living and all of his family was dead. I was like, okay, don't explain Aaron. Aaron is all right. so great. Now this is for real. The last, this is the last round. Cause then we're going to move on. Okay. Right. Stacy, how would you describe the idea of color? Um, mm. shit. Almost in like warmth and cool. I would go with texture. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good answer good. though. All right, Julie. What is explain the feeling of remembering something? Depends on if it's good or bad. Um <laughs> what this question means is more like. Once you find, once you're like, oh yeah. Like, what is your brain? What is oh. your brain? Yeah. Enlightenment. Oh. Aaron, what does color taste like? Always color tastes like the color of a specific food that. It totally. Is. So red, totally. Red tastes like strawberries. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Was that fun? Do you guys like that? Those are fun. Let's do one more round. Those are fun. No, we're not doing another round. Have you guys heard that thing where people say that like the temperature of water tastes like different things, like yeah. different shapes, like cold, ice cold water tastes like triangles. 
or like warm water tastes like smooth rocks? You know, I've I've had a hard time in this last like three weeks because I've been trying to steer away from like really sugary drinks like Gatorade and stuff like that. And I've had a hard time getting on the zero sugar Propel train just because Propel is clear. And I'm yeah. like, if it were blue or if it were purple, it would taste Put more it in a like cup. what? Well, I I love the zero sugar Propel, and I but I've had to get past the fact that it's clear. Like <laughs> it's weird. It tastes just as good as anything else that I've enjoyed drinking, but it, it's because it's clear <laughs> in the bottle. It doesn't look like what it tastes like. I but mean, like it's weird. Red, red always tastes sweet. Like, right. It, it's going to taste like fruit punch. Right. You expect red to taste like fruit punch. I don't expect something clear to taste like fruit punch. Right. Like I it's, it's, yeah. All right. Aaron or Stacy pop cor- pop culture corner. Oh, so nothing is going on. I mean, there's little things that have started, but nothing Uh that is like deep into it that we could have a conversation about. So I actually did a game too. So I apologize because I didn't realize like, I mean, I saw that Jax had rapid fire questions, but on the agenda, but I thought it was going to be listener questions that we had to answer. So I did a game too. So we're going to play, are you smarter than a ninth grader? Yeah. So no, there's no way. (laughs) <laughs> I need you guys to have, um, there's two math questions. Can't use calculators. No Googling allowed. So don't have your phones in your hands. I'm hella need- good at math. So let's do this. Paper and a pencil. And- oh, wait, I don't have paper. I don't have a pencil. Can I? Okay. Uh, do you want to get it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know so- why I paused. Like, is it like long division? Um, No. No, it's actually not too bad. There's two and they're not too horrible, but you might want scratch paper. paper. <laughs> Aaron running around her house. I, just, I, know. I, know. I want to come back with like a crayon and an envelope. Back room in the office. <laughs> chalk, chalk in a cement block. Chisel like, <laughs> and a hammer. All right. So I'm going to ask the question. You guys are going to say me. And I'm going to choose the person that said me first that gets to answer. Okay. If they get it wrong, the next person gets to go based on who said me. Yeah. Wait, uh, like I said, no phones, no question. We say me. Okay, cool. All right, got it. And then I'll call on that person. So no shouting out answers. Um, the math one, don't say me right away. Figure it out on your paper and then say me once you have the answer. That way okay. you're not like taking up I the time. so much. My heart's beating real fast. <laughs> I'm not even going to use paper because I'm hella good at math. So let's do this. Okay, I'm going to keep score so that we know who is the winner in the end. So, question one. Are they really difficult? No, they're not bad at all. all Just shout me if you think you know it. All right. Sequoia trees can live for over 3,000 years thanks to a chemical in their bark called tannin, which protects them from bugs, rot, and fire. Can you spell sequoia? Me. Ah, Jax. A Jax. S E Q U I O A. No. Oh. Close. Anyone else? S E Q U I A. No. At, um, we're close. <laughs> Aaron. Aaron? Koya. 
S E. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> S E Q U O I A. Did that was that already? Yes. Is that what I said? Oh, I think said it's what Jack said. Oh. Yeah. oh. Oh, I A. Y'all bitches are so smart. Don't okay. read yell me so that like I know like so I, I was like then. and then I <laughs> <laughs> all right you score tickets to go see Taylor Swift <gasps> tickets cost fifteen hundred dollars each but you have to pay a twenty percent transaction fee what's your total for one ticket twenty one fifty three hundred same me the me. whole total for one ticket they're fifteen hundred dollars. It's 20%. Yep. So it's 300. Ah, me! 30, 30, 30. No, wait. 1500. 20 <laughs> 20%. It's 300. It's 1800. I know yeah. what she's starting to oh, say. Oh, me, me, me. The total amount for the ticket. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Julie because she for did sure. have her math yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, she just didn't. She yeah. had her math right. All right. Shit. Who can name? Who can name all seven continents? Me. Yeah. Aaron. <clears throat> Probably couldn't. North America. Wait, are you thumbs downing it? No. Oh, I was like, geez. <laughs> um. <laughs> Central America. South America. No, Central's not. A North Central is not one. Right, yeah. So North, South, Africa, Asia, Europe, Australia, Antarctica. Yes. Good job, Aaron. Nice. My anxiety is through the roof <laughs> right now. You're the lead. I feel like I'm going to go right back to seventh grade. Eighth grade. All what? right, number four. Are we ninth graders? 80% of the periodic table is composed of metal. 15% are non-metals. What is the most abundant element in the universe? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, me. Hydrogen. Copper. Yes. Dang, Aaron. Good job, Aaron. Good job, Aaron. Thanks. I wouldn't have known that. All right. The two sick. most common causes of nausea and vomiting are the stomach flu and food poisoning. Can you spell nauseous? I mean, <laughs> Aaron. I get to. A U S. Hold on. N A U S E A U S. No. N A S E O U S. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is your next um, math. I got spell check on my side. The most streamed song on Spotify is Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Since its release date in November of 2019, it has been streamed almost 3.4 billion times. How stupid. What is half of 3.4 billion? Uh, mm, 1.7 billion. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right? 
Hey, Rain Man, let's go to Vegas. So, <laughs> right? I'm telling you, I'm not as dumb right. as I seem. Number seven, by the end of World War II, Germans and their collaborators, collaborators had killed nearly two out of every three European Jews. What year did the Holocaust Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Can we start over? Say that again. By the end of World War II, Germans and their collaborators had killed nearly two out of every three European Jews. What year did the Holocaust start? Oh, Jax, you should know this. <laughs> Was it 1939? No. Me? By the- well, like World War I started in 42, so I'm trying to figure out how much before. Right. Wasn't it, it like... 40, 47? No. I feel really, really? bad about this. <clears throat> I'm going to go with 1941 for some reason. It was 1933. Oh, so it was oh way before shit. We yeah. Yeah, yeah, way before. They were yeah. fucking being dick bags before we even did anything or before we even for declared war. So that yeah. would be that something happened before we even declared war. We didn't even declare war because right? of the Holocaust. We declared war because they bombed Pearl Harbor. That's really disgusting of us. But that's a whole different thing, wasn't it, Jax? No, Pearl Harbor is what, what made us get involved. We were turning away Jewish refugees when they showed up at our shores. Oh, that's yeah. Very sad. Yeah, we're oh, a great country. This is a whole other podcast. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, number eight. Most people don't know that there are hot and cold deserts. An example of a cold desert is the Gobi, and an example of the hot a hot desert is the Sahara. What's the largest desert in the world? Mojave. No. Ah, me. Aaron. Siberian. No. Oh, Damn. that's a good guess, <laughs> that's a good guess though. Antarctica. God damn it. That that's considered a desert. I mean, yeah, yeah Kira it does actually make got sense. that one like right away. Kira was like, Antarctica. Like, Duh. Man. All right. Number nine. Our red blood cells have no nuclei and no DNA. What does DNA stand for? I have no fucking idea. I have no idea. idea. Don't say anything yet. I'm searching my archives here. <laughs> Um, what the hell does it stand for? I don't know. It's just DNA. That's just what the fuck it means, Stacy. <laughs> okay. It stands for uh, deoxyribonucleic acid. I knew that. <laughs> oh, nucleic okay. acid in my head, but I couldn't think of. Di- di- I. My, you can't my, even say it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't say it. I couldn't remember it. Dioxyribo, right? Yeah. Dioxyribo. All right, last one. This one's the hardest, too. The coldest temperature ever recorded is negative 128.6 degrees Fahrenheit. And it was recorded in Antarctica on July 21st, 1983, which is when I was born. Aww. At what temperature? Are Celsius and Fahrenheit equals? <laughs> no clue. 32. No. That's 
32 and zero. Yeah. Yeah. But no. I thought we were zeroing it out. And there's zero. Uh, hold on. It's. Uh, I mean, 32 degrees Celsius equals zero degrees Fahrenheit, right? So, so when are, at what point are they equals? Well, because one is based off of like human temperature and one is based off of actual like temperature. So, say, Jackie, I think you're onto something there. So, 98.7 and zero. I was going to say, are you going to meet it? <laughs> It's negative 40 degrees. Huh. That, how the fuck that doesn't make does any that sense. figure? Yeah. No. Mathematically, they don't make... Where'd you get your information from? Or you can take that one off and nobody got it. Uh, Aaron and Julie are tied. Ooh. I didn't even get a point. No. You guys crushed it. <laughs> You got it. You have a tiebreaker question, or is that it? No, Lex, you I'm, got a tiebreaker question. I'm happy with a tie. <laughs> make just says no. Matt. I'll ask you guys a tiebreaking question. There who, you go. Who wrote The Great Gatsby? Oh, oh, I got it. No, that's, that's, that's an okay, unfair okay, okay, okay. question. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you another one. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? I would have got it. Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. <laughs> But you're fucking close because you're on the right. <laughs> you're on the right train yeah. of thought. <laughs> uh, all right. Who? Who was our second president? Me. Yeah, Aaron's got that. I don't know that. Uh, Adams. Yep. Congratulations, Aaron, Aaron. Aaron, you're smarter than a ninth grader. Those are good questions. Those are hard. I like they are them. hard. Those are really good. Where'd you get them? Just online or do you have a game? <laughs> no, just Googling shit. I like that. I like okay. That. So moving That's on. That's fun. To my new corner, which is called Women You Should Know About and Probably Don't. This is, this little ditty is about Zelda Fitzgerald, who coincidentally's husband was F. Scott Fitzgerald, Julie, who wrote The Great Gatsby. Beautiful. Here's what you need to know about her. F. Scott Fitzgerald, who is often hailed as one of our most like brilliant American writers, stole a shit ton of his work from his wife out of her journals and ledgers. So I knew like, it. Terrible. There are entire swaths of his writing that Zelda Fitzgerald actually wrote. What so Zelda name. is considered like one of the, the original flappers. She was flamboyant and outspoken and drank too much and cussed a lot. And she liked to swim nude and she liked to swim when press started following her around because of who she was married to. She started. She sounds like a good time. Right. She yeah. started swimming in nude color yeah. swimsuits just to get them all talking. Uh, she drank in public, which was absolutely unheard of at that time. Um, and in the early 20th century in South America, women were expected to be compliant and docile. Yet Zelda, born in Montgomery, Alabama in 1900, was neither. Instead, she was active, rebellious, and provocative. She danced, drank, smoked, and actively sought to challenge convention. Uh, so... 
she met F. Scott Fitzgerald when she was 18 years old and he was 22. Of course, he fell like instantly in love with her because she was all of these things that women weren't allowed to be um, during that time. So when they were first together, he was working on the, the book, This Side of Paradise, which he would end up writing just so that he could base one of his characters off Zelda. And there are certain lines in the great Gatsby, which he wrote later in their marriage that are taken directly from Zelda. Uh, one of the most famous ones is I hope she's beautiful and silly, a beautiful little fool. She actually wrote that in her diary about their daughter when she was born, which is one of Daisy's most famous lines in the great Gatsby. Um, so the first couple of years they were married, everything was great. Like it usually is. They partied a lot. They drank too much. They had a really good time. Um, even after they had their daughter, they didn't stop like the their kind of lifestyle, their rambunctious lifestyle. It was widely known that Zelda was uh, F. Scott's muse. He didn't make it a secret, but he got super, super jealous of her and super jealous of men that would look at her and he would throw like huge tantrums. And it is speculated that he actually did abuse her. Uh, she ended up becoming pretty miserable. She wanted a divorce. She fell in love with somebody else, wanted a divorce. And he denied her and locked her in the basement to keep her there. Uh, when she finally did Jesus. got, when she finally did get out, he, st uh, she took a novel she had been writing while she was like locked up in there and actually sent it to, to F Scott Fitzgerald's publisher who said they were going to publish it, but he, he lost it. He absolutely lost it and called her and told her to take out a bunch of it because he was already writing that book. So, um, the, the book, I'm trying to find the name of it right now. Um, mm, save me the waltz was actually, uh, it was the only book that she ever wrote, but it was written after he made her pull a bunch of stuff out so that he could use it in his own, in his own writing. Um, it was the first time she tried it to, she tried to commit suicide and uh, years after Scott's death, Zelda was once again in the hospital. She began writing another novel, but it was not accepted wildly, um, widely because F Scott Fitzgerald had done such a good job, but uh, like diminishing her reputation and making her seem crazy and that she needed to be in a mental hospital. So he did all of this. So that when she would tell people that he was stealing her work, they all thought she was crazy. So F. Scott Fitzgerald, some of his greatest works were pulled directly from the diary pages and novels written by his wife, Zelda Fitzgerald. Um, it's now coming to light. They've started doing more biographies on her. Christina Ricci played her uh, in, in the series Z, The Beginning of Everything, which is made by Amazon. And it's based on her life, which is super cool. I have not watched it, but I'm absolutely going to, um, especially after reading about her. Um, Tender is the Night is this, the book by F. Scott Fitzgerald that he made her, he, that's the version of the book he wrote. And she was allowed to write the lesser than version of everything he stole. And he actually even went on to review her to try and diminish her accolades. He called her a third rate writer and called her work plagiarism saying she was stealing it from him when that's just 
categorically untrue because now we have the handwritten like journal entries and, and notes from from her that predate his books ever being written or released. So um, once again, just uh, another another story in American history of a man we hold up with such extraordinary esteem that got there because he stole the work of a wife or a woman or whatever. And I think it's important to note too, is like, outrageous and, and eccentric as, as she was, um, it didn't help her to escape the life that women were doomed in at that time. And when I read about these women, especially like Zelda Fitzgerald and, you know, even Eleanor Roosevelt and, and some of the others that we're going to cover here, it makes me wonder what they would have been had they been born now. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's just, it's just kind of cra- crazy to think about. They, she probably had, she written under a man's name and secretly submitted things. She probably would have been more famous than F Scott Fitzgerald. She would have been yeah. credited with writing the great Gatsby. And like, it's just, it makes me kind of sad. And what makes me even more sad is that we're not even talking about this until the 2020s. Like, some of the articles I found that actually blatantly said that F. Scott Fitzgerald plagiarized from her and stole from her and abused her and locked her in a basement and and beat her, I couldn't really find anything before like 2018 that didn't also give him kind of cover for doing what he did. And I mean, when Emily, did she die? When did she die? Um, she died. Well, she was born in 1900, so. I'm assuming she probably died in the 1960s. Let me see. Let me see what it says in here. And it took this long for her to be like credited for stuff. Yeah. That's sad. She died in 1948. So she was only 48 years old when she died. Oh. That's sad. That's super sad. the worst thing is he totally used his mental health against her. Like he pinned her as crazy and depressed and like all these, well, of course she fucking was, you were stealing yeah. work. <laughs> like you were, you were becoming this super famous, uh, one of the great American novelists and you were fucking stealing from her. Like, and there was well, nothing, now I don't like nothing him. she could Thanks, do. <laughs> There's nothing she could do, but that goes back to some of the questions we were asking. Is he a product of his time or is he a bad person? Yeah, probably both. He probably didn't see himself as a bad person because he was a product of his time. And that's what everybody was doing. Right. Well, but... his wife belonged to him. So whatever she produced. Right. I feel like there were a lot of other men of that time. I mean, not all men, but like, I feel like there were a lot of men of that time that didn't treat their wives like that. So I do think he's a bad person. Do yeah, that, that realized. Yeah, like, like I, yeah, I do think that it, he was a product of, of an environment that made it okay. But unfortunately, um, it doesn't mean that he wasn't a horrible human being. Because I think there was, there's a big difference between, um, my wife is my property. I'm saying this is like, I'm a man of that time. My wife is my property. 
that doesn't mean that I can beat her. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like I can still treat her with kindness. Or lock her in a basement. Uh, right. Like because I don't want her to leave me. I'm not gonna steal things that she's written. I'm going to allow her to be her be a person, not her own person, because that that probably wasn't allowed. But um I think what's really disgusting is that that the root of this is jealousy, right? Like this motherfucker was so jealous of her abilities and her, um, her being able to be her own person with, with, or without him, like being able to, to swim in the nude, to drink, to laugh, to have a good time with or without him is ultimately the problem here. And that's fucked up and this is that's sad and i you know i really like this this whole new series you're doing jackie i really enjoy it well it begs the question when i decided to do this is just because i happened to stumble on like a ranker article that's like women's accomplishments in history that you don't know about and and probably should and for so long we have been told that like Men made all these discoveries. Men made all these advancements. And we were told it's because women were expected to stay in the kitchen and like raise families and do all this stuff, which I accepted as the narrative. But that's not even true. Women were doing these things. They just weren't getting the credit, which makes it even worse. Like, I don't know why that just makes it worse because not only- Because their credit was being stolen. Right. And I I should say, I don't know why, but like, yeah. And then- it's taken until what the third wave of feminism to even start discussing these things. Like one of the ones I'm going to do a deeper dive on is Emily Dickinson because of how much was stolen from her and how little accolade she got when she did, especially at the hands of her brother. Um, Despite what you saw on Dickinson, like he was not a good guy, but it's so not only were women accomplishing all these things in spite of all of their obstacles, in spite of all of them, they were still doing them with no access to the education that men had, no freedom to do what men had, no money to kind of support their ambitions. They were still figuring out, still doing it, and we're still not talking about it. And I know that's not just women. We've done this to people of color for millennia also. Like, it's it's absolutely not just women. And it's it's only the second one we're doing. We will get into people of color also because a shit ton was stolen from them, especially at the hands of Thomas Edison, which we're going to get into next week. The amount of patents Thomas Edison stole from women and people of color because it is mind boggling. Uh, the man we hail as the greatest American inventor of all time is kind of a load of shit. You know what I read the other day that's like kind of off topic, but not really because of people of color is that there's like this whole kind of group of people that don't know whether Babe Ruth is black or white because they made him out to seem white after he was, he had been dead for long enough that like they could kind of change images. All the images were in black and white so they could change enough to make him look white. Wait, you're telling me Babe Ruth isn't white? There's, if you look at black and white images, you can Google it. Google, like, a colorized photo of him. There are both black and white photos of him because he has black features. So 
people are saying they don't know if he was black or white. Because I know always that assumed singer, he was Italian. That's what Kai said too. Yeah. There was a singer that was black that they put a white man on his cover. And I wish I knew who it was right now because he's very famous. They put oh, a white this? man on the cover of his CD or his, um, sorry, <laughs> records to sell, even though he was black because they thought it would sell better. And they're saying that that's what happened with Babe Ruth, that he like could have been mixed race or black. That's what we're going to go through in this little segment. We're going to go through stolen legacies Yeah, in this segment. So it makes me very mad. Yeah. But let's talk about them now. I and I I really like that. I like that you're doing this though because I I enjoy being shown the light. <laughs> well, and I just want to tell people also, I'm just scratching the surface with these things. If you want to read more about these people, please do so. Like I'm 100% going to dive into that Amazon show with Christina Ricci about her because I think it sounds fascinating. But like the people we talk about on here, learn about them also. Um okay, and I'm Aaron. sure you can also google what nationality or race is babe ruth i just feel like it's interesting that if you just go to google images and type in babe ruth photos it'll all be on black and white but then do colorized photos and you'll get half black half white i think that's very interesting that interesting. they're trying to change it yeah, yeah. sorry go ahead oh do not Aaron, it's time for um Something interesting happened in Congress this week where Ticketmaster <laughs> and Live Nation had to answer for the Taylor Swift debacle. And listen, I know this isn't the most interesting thing happening in Congress this week, but I can't stomach talking about the fucking Republican shenanigans. So right. we're going to do something a little bit more hopeful, which is the Taylor Swift hearing. So as everybody is probably aware by now, when Taylor Swift tickets went on sale, it was a total fucking shit show. It was just awful. It was just the worst of the worst. I called it from the beginning. I said, no way is, T- is Ticketmaster going to be able to fucking handle this. No way. I I went through a shit show trying to get tickets for Adele, and that's Adele, which she is a superstar in her own right, but this is fucking Taylor Swift. Okay, so but why? To- why couldn't t- Ticketmaster handle it? They just could not handle the volume okay. of people getting on to their site. So their the site couldn't they- handle the volume. Yeah, Here, and here's the, the way problem. That they wanted to do it. They wanted they- to give out these verified fan presale codes, and right. they gave out so fucking many of them. Like you had to sign up for a code, and then they gave every motherfucker a code. So then all these people have codes, and then people that don't have codes were trying to get on. It was just, it was a shit show. It was an absolute. Well, here's here's the problem that they made. So you had to apply for a code. You were supposedly put like in a lottery to get a code. Which, if you got a code, you should have then, in essence, been assured a ticket because they're the ones who set it up. They know how many they gave out. They know how many they exactly. numbers they pulled. Like, so people who were thinking, okay, I got a code, I'm for sure at least going to get tickets. Maybe they weren't going to be great seats. Like, I think everyone accepted that, but you were going to get tickets, right? Sure. Like, it wasn't. So they gave out thousands upon thousands of these codes. But unfortunately, if you watch the other behind the scenes things, they also have, they sell these codes also to StubHub and scalpers and like all these people who have software that are able to infiltrate the platform faster. So essentially 
they gave Taylor Swift's doing 56 shows in stadiums, which is like 3 million people should have gotten tickets to this show, which is an insane number. And yeah. then Ticketmaster set up the schedule. West East Coast, you're starting here. Two hours later, we're going to Central. Two hours after that, we're going to West Coast to supposedly lessen the traffic on Ticketmaster. I don't even think it was well, two hours. It was literally at well, 10 a.m. and you well, yeah, but 10 a.m. in each per in each, yeah, so it was, each zone. It was not even enough right. time. But their site crashed immediately. Immediately. And they let they sold a bunch of these codes off. So real fans were not getting tickets because as we were waiting in line to get tickets for fucking 14 hours, you saw people reposting them for like 25,000. I didn't mean to steal your thunder, Aaron, but that's what all led up to. Right. And it needed to be explained because I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that are like, what happened to Taylor Swift? I keep seeing the headlines. And ultimately like they, they, it was, Ticketmaster never handles these things right. Never. Yeah. Yeah. I can never handle the traffic that it needs to handle. I mean, even when I like get tickets for Florence and the machine, who is not nearly as big as Adele or, but like, there's always something that goes wrong. But the other thing too, is they tried to make it first. They tried to say, well, she's just not doing enough shows. She's doing 56 stadium shows. Like, also, you you handed out the number of fucking codes. You should have known. They should have done. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, what they should have done and what they hopefully learned from is that each show gets their own day. Mm -hmm. Period. Every single day got their own day to buy a ticket. Yeah. That way... There was only that amount of people getting on to get that ticket for that t- specific day. They would never fucking do that. They would never do that because that would mean there might be tickets that don't get sold. And then I also want- feel like Ticketmaster always deals with the amount of people that buy them and scout them and they the bots that just sit there in the queue and just go. The other thing they did wrong was they put let me see if I can explain this correctly. Cause it's like hundreds of hours of explanation for it. Is Julia They're trying to Ticketmaster has exclusive rights with these stadiums. So even if not just Taylor Swift, and I'm using Taylor Swift as like a stand-in for any artist right now, even if they wanted to go with, I a didn't realize platform, that was on mute. <laughs> even if they wanted to go with a <laughs> different platform to sell their I tickets, they're not allowed to right. because Ticketmaster and live nation have exclusive rights with these stadiums. So people were like, Taylor never should have used Ticketmaster. And listen, I'm not defending Taylor, so she's a fucking billionaire. Like, all I'm saying is they they don't have a choice except to use Ticketmaster. And there's like a few stadiums that don't use it, right? Like it was like random, like one in Arizona and like one in Texas. Texas, but they use something like StubHub, which isn't any different. They use SeatGeek. There, there was another site that they were talking about. I really thought what, how it Taylor matter. Swift handled the entire situation was so, the, even the wording she used was so perfect for her viewers and for her fans. She's like, I wanted my fans to, but I didn't want them to feel like they had to be attacked by a fucking bear to get tickets. Like, she just, how she words thing is so beautiful i'm like 
That's the perfect welcome. thing to fucking say. It's that word. You're fans. That's exactly like your hardcore fans. That is exactly how they fucking felt. Like it was awful. I wanted them to be excited about my tickets, but I didn't want them to feel like like how she works well, things. And I'm like Ticketmaster was poetic. full of shit because like, I, and she, I think how she, I'm sorry, Jackson, I want to make cut you off because you have way more insight on this than I did, but how she's handled this whole situation is fucking perfect. She's come after Ticketmaster. She's released more tickets to her actual fans. Like, I think Taylor Swift, I think, right, I, I think Taylor Swift is a, has done everything that she possibly could have done to make this situation right. Like, we had people, I know you guys are in all the same chats, too, like, but we're, and you know, we're moms are like, my kids are so in love with Taylor Swift, and we can't afford $10,000 to go see her. And you know what? Taylor Swift doesn't want you to have to spend that. No, she doesn't. Like, that's, that's not, that she doesn't want, and because at that point, Taylor Nation is not even the ones making the money. No. It's fucking... Scalpers. Scalpers. It's not even going towards what you would even... If you spent that kind of money, what you would even want it to go towards. Like, it's going towards... It's not going to her. Scammers. Right. Like, I think how she's handled the whole situation has been... it, It made me like her and love her even more like the words that she used and how she's come after Ticketmaster. I'm like, you know what? Fucking good for you, dude. And not just a lot of artists would just ignore it. Well, here's the other thing too. She's come after those motherfuckers. Well, they've underestimated Swifties too. They, oh yeah, they think that we're a demographic that we're not. There's a lot of. I think Taylor underestimated her Swifties. Yeah, like these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers. (laughs) <laughs> they got a lawyer yeah, yeah. yeah. So like immediately like you're, 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 you're not dealing with just you know it's it's not fucking jojo siwa it's fucking taylor swift like you got a demographic going from 10 to 50 that thinks she's the greatest thing that god's ever sent to the fucking earth I so really stole I mean, the spotlight from her. So. i'm sorry <laughs> Aaron, go ahead Sorry, I'm sorry. I was just trying to give background about what happened. So what subsequently happened before this hearing, Taylor went back and she made Ticketmaster pull a bunch of the tickets from these scalpers, the ones that they could identify as scalpers, and had to re-release them to fans at the normal ticket price. So that's how that's how we well. The second email that the came second out. email that came out is how we actually ended up getting tickets. So then right. listen, the other thing Ticketmaster lied about, and here's what they're all caught up in right now is the lies before we get to what's actually happening. Like I have seen Taylor Swift perform since Taylor Swift was an opening act for Roscoe Flats. My Ticketmaster account houses tickets to every tour that Taylor has ever done. And we were told that if you had tickets to Lover, which I did you are going to get priority in the line. 
Okay. So I had tickets to Lover. I should have been at the very, very front of the line to get tickets to what number were the Ares tours. <laughs> so when I pulled up, when I did the inspection and pulled up what number I actually was in line, because if you right click it, you can see actually the coding of where you, where you are. I was 25,000 in line and they were only giving away or they were only selling like 15,000 tickets. I mean, Jack's. The so fact that you were that. not number three in line for fucking California says that there was a fucking fault in their algorithm. <laughs> like so, you've been you've been when, loving and listening to Taylor Swift since forever. She was sixteen. Yeah. So well, like, going to the concerts and spending the money to go. Exactly. And spending money on the swag and everything. Yep. Like so when you, they but my point is they news. lied when they said you have priority. They they were lying like that that's now where they've gotten caught up and why they had to go answer to congress about it because swifty was like swifties are like immediately fucking no immediately no like we're not doing this half of us are lawyers. confused about who those tickets went to then though so they scalpers. went to scalpers yeah nobody Taylor has come back and tried to make it right as much she as has. she possibly could. There's only so much she can do. You know, we're going to make a fucking sign that says your situation and we're getting picked and we're going to the back, bitch. We're going to have, we're going to have them Swifty. All right. Aaron, getting, why don't you tell us what's going on in Congress? We're going to look like oh. twinsies and we're, and we're getting pulled back. Watch. So you know, love us. What? Like three days ago, I think they had hearings in Watch. Congress. And obviously, all these senators are, you know, coming forward and saying their piece about everything that's happened. And the biggest issue with Ticketmaster is that it's a monopoly, right? Like, America, as a capitalist society, is, is anti-monopoly. Like, that's the whole reason that you have a Walgreens and a CVS across the street from each other. And uh, a Shell gas station and a BP, a Home Depot and a Lowe's. A home. It's so there's there's no there's always competition, so the society can keep on functioning and not have to have to bow down to you know the motherfucker corporations, right? That so when the whole thing went down with Ticketmaster acquiring Live Nation, it became essentially a monopoly because there are no other ways to buy tickets now. Like unless you get them through like the individual, like if you go to like Chicago theater, you can buy tickets through Chicago theater. You go to the Strauss center, you can buy tickets through Strauss, you know, through the Strauss center website, unless they, they're individually handling their own ticketing uh, system. Then that's the only way you can get tickets. But like, Ticketmaster in and of itself has become this insane thing to deal with. It's it's not just that they fucked over Taylor fans. It's that they also have these exorbitant fees attached to these fucking tickets as well. So you spend $100 on a ticket and you spend $200 in fees. So your, your $100, oh my God, that's really great. The ticket's only $100. You put them in your cart. You've got all these fucking fees on top of it. So it's just, it's just, all a bad thing and they've been allowed to get away with it for a while until swifties were like no i'm sorry no and no again so 
this the hearings are going on, and the best part about the hearings and what I'm going to talk about, and I don't really want to go into any in, any of the other stuff because, to be honest, I don't know if I am um, as uh, versed in it as I need to be, but it's the fact that some of these senators are fucking quoting Taylor when they talk about it and when they defend her. And here's I got a couple examples for you. Um, that I just, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? So, um, Senator Mike Lee of Utah, he's a Republican, which I have this like issue with like Republicans even putting Taylor Swift's name in their mouth, like get it out your mouth because they're all a bunch of dicks and that's not at all what Taylor stands for. But in this particular circumstance, I'll allow it. So, um, he was talking about, um, the, uh, limit, limit ticket resales to keep prices down. And he references, it references as a nightmare dress, like a daydream, which is obviously a nod to blank space, which is amazing. But it's so cool because like the reason that he understood it is because his daughter was, is like a total Swifty and like singing the songs and listening to the music all the time. And so he obviously picked up, he's like, uh, he's like a, uh, a, a Taylor fan by proxy, which I thought was really cool. And then we have um, another Republican, ugh, uh, and um, which you know, whatever. Well, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about that. Let's talk about Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut. He's a Democrat, and he, maybe my favorite, is he says, um, <laughs> he basically says. Uh, you know, going back and forth with his uh, with his children, said he landed on the chorus of the Midnight's lead single, Antihero, suggesting that Ticketmaster ought to look in the mirror and say, I'm the problem, it's me. I'm such, are you fucking kidding me? It's so funny. It's so great. And then Amy Klobuchar, who I love, said that basically, I believe in capitalism and to have a strong capitalist system, you have to have competition. You can't have too much co consolidation Something that, unfortunately for this country, as an ode to Taylor Swift, I will say we know all too well. The, the whole point of all of this is that Taylor Swift's mu music touches so many people, whether or not they want it to. It just does. And in this particular circumstance, Taylor is, Taylor's lyrics are able to be used to fight, fight the man. And at the end of the day, that's what music is all about it's always been about fighting the man and and singing about feelings and and love and all of that and i just think that it's so amazing that um taylor who so many people just fucking hate for no reason is possibly going to bring down this mega conglomerate that needs to be put in check and i just think that it's really exciting and really really something that i'm so proud to be a fan of hers because I know that this is her fans that ultimately started this whole thing, but like at the end of the day, it, it has become the fight against the man and Ticketmaster cannot continue to be like this. And you know what? We shouldn't have monopolies at all in this country. And if it starts with Ticketmaster, I hope it continues on to other monopolies that exist. And I, I'm just really, I'm really excited to see how this all plays out and we'll see what happens. They I guess. fuck with that the was, wrong demographic. That was awesome, Erin. Oh, do, do, do you know what I think about the people that have been Taylor haters or whatever? Because I was one of the people that didn't really understand it because she has worked on her vocals 
and everything else. But when you actually, from my personal experience, actually dive into who she is and what she represents and how um, incredibly talented she is, I'm not going to call any other artist out that I love, but they don't play their own instruments, write their own songs, do their own vocals. A lot of them do not do everything that Taylor Swift does with her music. She's so emotionally invested in her music. Like it really comes from her soul. So when you get to hear her albums and her songs and stuff like that, like you know that she fucking wrote them. Nobody else could have fucking wrote those lyrics. Like they are her and her experiences and what she's been through. And I think that for me, it, it, is she the best vocalist? No, you've got fucking Adele, Lady Gaga, pe people that can just Kelly blow. Clarkson, Kelly Clarkson, Ariana Grande, people yeah. that can blow you out of the fucking water with their vocals. But she's a songwriter. Can they play the piano? Can they play the fucking guitar? Can they write literally every chord in their music? Probably not. Like, I don't want to say that they absolutely couldn't, but could they? She's a songwriter she, first and she's, foremost. She's a poet. Yeah. She's, she it's really one of the, what, and a whole other reason I love fucking Tupac. I know it's a totally different genre, but he, he was a poet. He was. Like I had, his, I had his poem book and they're geniuses. When it comes, they know how to put their feelings on the paper and invest you into what they're going through. They also know how to speak to you and invest in you and what you're going through. It's just, she's just a fucking, she's an they, artist. They have a way of making universal truth seem individual. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like she's talking to you. Yeah. Even like, though she's talking only, about her own experience. Yes. Every song she sings can resonate with you because she okay. has done it in such a way that it 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 will speak to you. It doesn't matter that she went through it or whatever. It will speak to you because it's that common thread of heartache. That invisible strength. Tightness. I yeah. wasn't a Swiftie, but I'll be fucking damned. You start listening to all of her songs and I'm like You're welcome. Fuck. She Julie, gets it. Seen, she gets it. The, um, and then the she has her fans back so hard. I'm like, you really get it. <laughs> like, she's just like a good person. Like, well, I'm just invested in her. I her haters so much. Well, I, I had a really big problem. Well, because her vocals aren't, aren't as great. I mean, you're, you're competing up against amazing vocalists, but that's and I don't want to take anything away from anybody else, but that's all they have. Taylor Swift is like insanely musically talented. She's Shakespeare like, in music. Yeah. She's she's just she can do she can do it all. Like, she she can... doesn't just have a voice. She has. Chords. You know who else didn't have a great voice? 
Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I love Bob Dylan. I think he's phenomenal, but he wasn't like the world's greatest singer, but he, his music spoke to people that has lasted generationally. Yeah. I mean, Taylor like, Swift, she just, I, she just has it. Like she wrote a movie. I can't wait to fucking, see it. She's just fucking talented. Well, the when you said about her fans, like one of the things that really upset me when the, with the whole Adele thing, like how she postponed her, is that her fans knew nothing. She didn't tell her fans shit. And while I went and I still love Adele and I will still continue to listen to her music and I loved the concert and I cried and it's one of the, one of the best concerts I've ever been to, the way she handled it sucked. Taylor would never fucking do that. Taylor would never leave her fans in the dark ever. Like she made she a whole thing about when it. Comes to, does she leave them in the dark when it comes to her 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 release date? Sure, she likes to keep you on the edge. She likes to give you a little breadcrumbs so you can Drives fucking up sales. Right, but at the end of the day, she would never fuck her fans over. And I still think Adele did. She we were out thousands of dollars on a trip to Vegas. You know, like. We're so like, then we had to spend more money to go to Vegas again to go see. Like, it it sucked. It was bullshit, and I don't like how Adele did it. That being said, of course, Adele's voice is incredible, and I love her, and I'm gonna keep listening to her. She's but amazing. Taylor would never yeah. fucking do that. Taylor yeah. would not do that. And the fact that Taylor came out and talked about it, like I didn't hear one word from Adele until her fucking concert when she finally said, "I'm sorry, I did that to you all." Yeah, sure. It's great that you're doing it in person, but I would have much rather had some sort of idea what the fuck was going on way the fuck before this because it wasn't a cheap ticket. If you if you have not watched Taylor Swift on Netflix, she's incredibly down to earth. You're talking about Miss America. Julie is telling us all this, like she's well, because I wasn't a I wasn't. Are you talking about Miss Americana, her documentary? Yes. Like she is so good. She deserves, she's a fucking superstar. Right. Super, superstar. But she's also so down to earth. Do you know who I haven't turned into a Swifty yet? Stacey. Stacey. I I watched Miss Americana. I watched (laughs) But you're not a Swifty. You, you. My wife too. She's not. The same thing happened to me. And I know they're two totally different artists. When, when I watched, I, I was not a fan of uh, Lady Gaga until I watched her documentary and who she was. I'm like, there, she, Taylor Swift is just so down to earth. She's so like soft and sweet and caring. It's like, I support you. You're fucking Take all my money. <laughs> yeah. Like, you remember, you're... Julie, you were the one that posted a long time ago that a meme that I carried with me for years is that if you, there's nobody you wouldn't love if you heard their story. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's, I mean, in, in Taylor Swift, the Lady Gaga's, you know, all, all those, I'm like, damn, you, they're just people but taylor swift just really knows how to fucking bring it home for me like i felt the same way when i watched lady gaga's documentary because i was not a fan of her have you watched um reputation on netflix yet oh Uh, yeah yeah. oh yeah that's that's yeah that's what i mean i've I've, like dove into it and i'm like damn 
I, I'm definitely a Swifty. I'm not as a hardcore Swifty as you guys, but I definitely Did you have watch a the whole, sessions on Disney? I, 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 I definitely so have a whole okay. separate kind of love and appreciation for how fucking talented she is. Did, did you watch Long Pond on Disney? No. Ah! Mm, you should. I, I will watch that. Hang up and watch it right now. Okay. All right. Joel. What's it called? Long Pond? Yeah. Yeah. The Long Pond Sessions right, on Disney+. Plus. My, phone's Taylor dead. Swift, you'll find My phone's it. dead. Julie, Space Corner. You got two minutes. That's fantastic. I'm going to need about 30 seconds. Um, I don't have a huge Space Corner this week. There are a whole bunch of asteroids flying towards Earth uh between yesterday today and tomorrow that i've been trying to look out for that i don't feel like i've seen um but for me i i don't have a great space corner other than asteroids coming towards the earth that are just burning up at the atmosphere so if you see a shooting star a really a brighter than normal shooting star it's probably an asteroid coming toward, towards the Earth that our own, which which I think is so cool, and I'm probably just high, but it, <laughs> I think it's so cool that it our, our own atmosphere protects us. Yeah, isn't that cool? It's fucking cool. Yeah, like, we our own little force field. Yeah, that it can't protect the Earth from us, but it protects us from space. <laughs> Damn, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's fucked up, really, if you think about it. We All won't right. protect you, but you keep protecting us from... Yep. You just blew Julie's mind. But it's just like a human that, like, keeps putting shit in their body. You know, like, your skin and everything protects you from the outside. But I've been obsessed with learning about how many asteroids is probably going to be my obsessed with too. All right, we'll just skip right into you. Go ahead. And you go first. shit just constantly flies towards our Earth that our own atmosphere just disintegrates and protects us from. Like NASA won't even tell us everything because the human race, I don't think, could actually mentally handle knowing that we're just constantly getting. We're a floating rock through space which, with a bunch of other fucking floating rocks, asteroids, whatever you want to call it, that are constant, that our Earth, I mean, that's true. It's really fucked up if you think about it. And we and we can't even protect our own God. I'm, that's, that's true. All right, Stace, what are you obsessed with? Um, so I'm supposed to be doing uh, books, but I haven't started yet because my oldest daughter is home on convalescent leave from the Navy because she has, um, she's making faces at me, trying to distract me. She has stress fractures in what her What does shed. that mean, convalescent leave? It's like, um, like going into an assisted living home. Like she needs to be at home, bed rest, like to try is to she heal. Sick? These, like, what does she that has, mean? She has stress fractures in her shins and her ankle. Oh, okay. Um. So she's home until the seventh, the ninth. She has a doctor's appointment. We're going to find out what's happening. If she has healed enough for the Navy or if she, what's going to happen. I don't know. Um, so I haven't had time to read also because my husband has COVID. 
So he is quarantined to our mother-in-law unit. Um, so I am waiting on these two, hand and foot. I'm nor I normally I cook dinners every night for my family, and then I cook one other meal for myself because I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm cooking three meals a day for two different people and myself. So I mean, I I'm spending all day in the kitchen every day. What and, are you cooking? Uh, <laughs> everything. So like we did bratwurst and mashed potatoes and um hot roasts and carrots and um steaks and just whatever breakfast kais had um veggie omelets every day um toast with homemade jelly and um uh, cottage cheese can you taste so- it yeah he actually hasn't right. lost his taste and he has not lost his appetite this dude is gonna lo- like gain 10 pounds on covid because yeah, he I is living it up being yeah. like waited on I didn't do. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, Lex is easy. She likes leftovers. So everything I do, everything I cook, like for breakfast, she'll want leftover lasagna. For lunch, she'll want leftover pot roast. Like, you know, she's, you legit she's more make simple. You bomb lasagna, though. <laughs> bomb <laughs> Thank lasagna. You. So I haven't been able to read yet because I am being a maid right now. Um, so that Julie, what I was gonna say about Tupac was he have you seen his documentary yet, Dear Mama? Oh yeah. Okay. So anybody else, it's I've only watched bits and pieces of it. It's like really good if you're a Tupac fan. Mm-hmm. Um and then the other thing I was gonna say was something about nope, I lost it. So that's it. <laughs> Eric, what are you obsessed with? Uh, I'm I'm so obsessed with The Last of Us. Did you did you watch it, Stacey? I have not watched episode two yet. I watched it. Isn't it so <laughs> because good? of you guys? Oh my god, it's so. I'm gonna watch it tonight. You guys, have it's inspired so me. good. It's What's so it on? Good. It's so good. HBO you gotta Max. pay a lot of HBO. attention. A lot of shit happens, and I'm gonna send you a TikTok that explains. I sent it to Aaron. It explains the progression of the zombies. It is not your mama's Walking Dead. It is very like I'm more intimate, it more detailed. It's not a normal. The best part about it is that it is not a normal virus that affects the brain that no. makes. Yeah, you that's zombie. what you guys said. Yeah. So it is. It is so well done. Okay, I'm gonna watch it tonight. Don't tell me anything. I won't. I'm, I'm gonna Dave, send you a TikTok that you need to watch ahead of time, though, because it okay. explains the zombie progression. They've done a great job coming off of like The Walking Dead, and yeah. such a huge Walking Dead was what a decade of it's zombie not, shit that on... every everybody was so invested in. They've done a fucking fantastic job right. of. Making this just as good, more modern, great actors. Like they, it's it definitely fucking great. like I watched it with my kids, and then I wanted Kai to like catch up to us, so I watched it with him. And so good, it's definitely. I had to explain to him. Okay, this was a video game first because the graphics of the zombies are not the same as the graphics of like Dawn of the Dead, where you have like a decomp. A, a person that is just like dead and running at you and bloody this is on a different level this is i think jacks will zombies. hate i think jacks will hate because it's the small compacted 
Well, it's the graphics are completely different, and it watches a little bit like a video game, which I think Jax. Well, my thought, my. But I think Jax that... will hate the small like cells that you know, like that. Well, you talked about that one day, Jax. Like you have like a thing about. Oh, uh, what's the phobia of like? I don't the... like the little tiny like like small holes. ball things. I don't like holes. I don't so like you won't to... like the zombies at all. <laughs> well, here's my I'm thought. I'm not gonna here's... watch it. Well, I, I, <laughs> well, it's I, not. Wait, I don't know. What, I don't, why don't you, you don't watch holes? Wait, 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 wait. Before you the say that, heads, holes that's can, what they I, are. Like compressed together, it makes me very uncomfortable. No, no, it's no, like an exposed no. brain, basically. Oh, I can handle that. No, yeah, wait. No. Before, before you do anything, Jack, before you make any sort of decision, I want you to watch the TikTok that Stacy sends you. It's okay. so good. Because it explains, like, these are not normal zombies. They're, right. It is, it They're, is a fungus. Fungus no, zombies. They're they're technically still alive. Like okay. it is incredible. It is so fucking good. I love Next it. I absolutely love it. I'm. Re- I really hope you do That's watch it, Jackie. Like if you, I re- let me know if you do. Okay. That being said, um, my next thing that I'm obsessed with. What the fuck has happened? Well, no, not even what the fuck. I'm so disappointed. No, not even that. COVID happened, right? COVID. And then nothing was being made cinematically because of COVID. And now all these movies are coming out and they're just awful. They're just awful. Like I tonight, I was so excited about Shotgun Wedding with Jennifer Lopez and what's his nuts? What's the guy's name? Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't even know what his fucking name is. That's how excited I was about it. Uh, Jennifer Connolly, or not Jennifer Connolly, Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Um, Darcy Carden. So, like, I was like excited about it, right? Like, so I was like, I love the one with Robert or or with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. That one kind of sucked. Ticket to Paradise. I'm like, come on. Like, the only movie that I've watched lately that I've been like, that was really good was The People We Hate at the Wedding. Oh, that was good. Oh, that was cute. Such yeah. a good movie. So well done. So well acted. Like, obviously, Allison Janney isn't going to do... Well, also, I really enjoyed the the movie Lou on Netflix with Allison Janney. If you get a chance, watch that one. I need you guys to text me these because my phone's dead. But, like, I'm, all right. I'm watching, like, a little bit older movies that I missed out on because the new movies suck so bad. I'm not even super excited for the M. Night Shyamalan movie that we're going to go see next week because it comes out on, like, Friday. It doesn't even look great. Is that the one with Batista? What's his name? Stacey. I just know it's the cabin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Stacy, yeah. do you love M. Night Shyamalan though? Yes. I do. Have you watched The Servant? Yes. No. Is it good? Yes. Yes. Okay. They okay. kind of lost me towards the last season, but then the last season totally. Yeah. So so that's what I'm obsessed with right now. It's just the fact that movies just aren't as good as they used to be. Yeah. Agreed. I'm obsessed with two things. Number one, um, Lincoln is going to his first like kids night out away from Lex night tomorrow from four to eight. Like that's what What do you mean? What is he going to do? He's going to uh, like a gymnastics place where he's going to play in balls and eat pizza and, He's going with Eli, otherwise he would not 
go. Uh, Eli's his little best friend. So he's going to go do that. We're going to drop him off at four. Lex and I are going to go on a date, <gasps> which we haven't done in years, like literal years. But it's, he's actually like pretty excited about it. And we drop him off. They're going to, they're going to do like, uh, they eat pizza, they go in a ball pit, they play on like gymnastics equipment, so like high beams and stuff. And then we're going to go pick them up and it's going to be over. Um, so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that as long as she's feeling good enough to go. The second thing I'm excited about, I got like the best compliment that I've ever gotten from a staff employee this week. Um, and so I, I try to keep in the forefront of my mind that when you supervise people, you are always going to be their conversation at dinner time. So I try to behave in a way that is reflective of that always. And if you guys remember, I made that New Year's resolution that I was always going to try and be really present in these meetings because people wait like sometimes too long to talk to me longer than they should have to. Like I, I've been trying to be more present. So I had a meeting with one of them this week and they told me it actually kind of made me tear up and I was trying really not to be like too emotional about it. They told me not only am I the best boss they ever had, but I've made them a better person. And I can't tell you, like, I know bosses are awful and they're frustrating and like all these things, but those, those kind of comments, like, yes, we're the conversation when, when you guys go home, but what you guys say affects your bosses too. And some bosses deserve a lot of hate and (laughs) anger. And I get that, but if you have if you have a boss that you like, I'm not even gonna call myself a good boss, a boss that you like, tell them that too. It's okay. Because it means it it means they're on the right track, right? Like we're often questioning decisions and what we're doing and if we're we're going about things the right way and if we're communicating correctly and if we can improve, because we don't get a ton of feedback because people are afraid to give us feedback and I get that. But those little corrections or those little like, hey, you're doing you're doing this the right way. It means a fucking ton. So like, honest to God, I've been supervising people a long time and it was the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. So you're going to have 50 applications on Monday morning. I'm just, I'm not trying to like, I was trying to figure out if I was going to say anything because I don't want to sound like I'm like, oh, yay me. I want it to be more like we often tell bosses like what they're doing wrong it's okay to tell them what they're doing right too if you want to repeat that behavior is what okay first of all i'm trying to say you're allowed to say yay you you are but you know what i mean it's not a i know but like you're a fantastic human being and you know what you make me want to be a better person always questionable at times i'm just saying it's okay bigger lesson i don't think we often tell people enough when they're doing the right things too for sure. I agree. And I told the guy at CVS when I got my vaccination yesterday that he was my favorite guy at CVS and he's always very helpful because I think it's important to tell like other people too. If you have like a clerk at the grocery store that you always end up with, tell them that they're doing a good job. You know, like your doctor, Hey, you're my favorite doctor to come to because you listen to me or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, we need to tell people in those positions that they're doing good. So I agree with you. And not that like, listen, they don't, we shouldn't need it. We don't, but it's good to tell people when they're on the right track, like yep. what Stacey just said, because we're constantly questioning ourselves. I think most are anyway, if yeah. we're doing the right thing or handling but, things correctly. 
the pharmacy guy at CVS, you know, he gets yelled at all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, especially positions like that where you're constantly like yelled at. Tell them they're service. Doing good yeah, yeah you're tell them they're, service. they're doing good. Well, we've been on here way too long. We got to let people get on with their days, their lives, whatever. Thanks for joining us. Bye. And <laughs> we will catch you next weekend. Uh, go Niners. Hey. I hope they fucking win. I hope they beat the fuck out of the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Go Niners. That's what I hope. And have a great weekend, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye Mom. Fierce Fan Media.